Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. That was very rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. That was very. It felt like we came in hot, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I was all angry two seconds ago, so. That's probably more that where it came angry. from. <laughs> Figuring out the audio and everything. Uh, and Becky's like, all right, oh, let's do this. <laughs> and now I'm like, now I'm extra pissed because like if it really is just that USB cable, I'm like floored with myself that I didn't just do that the first thing. It's always the, because it's now always the, the last thing. Because now the greens are working the way we want them to work. and <sighs> Yeah, I know you guys all know what that means. I just you know about our greens our greens our greens <laughs> uh yeah so I don't All even right. know you know what it's fixed <laughs> it's fixed it's we're rolling well, maybe it's like not actually fixed and Drew's probably listening to this like you guys still sound like robots I don't know what to tell you <laughs> you fixed nothing <laughs> alright well I should do recaps quick yeah, even though I feel little, like for a, I feel like for a part four I shouldn't even have to give a recap. I know, but you know what? What if someone just like listened to part one, two, and three, and then it's been like a month, and they're like, "Oh, I don't remember," and then just do it for them. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> okay, part one covered both Kenny Bianchi's and Angelo Bono's background, and got up until the point of them meeting Yolanda Washington. Part two, we covered. Hold up here. Hold the phone, everybody. Part two, we covered eight out of their shared 10 murders, and we ended on Lauren Wagner's neighbor, giving a very clear and accurate description of the two abductors of Lauren. Part three, we covered, I we literally just recorded this five minutes ago, and I can't even tell you what we've just covered. <laughs> I don't even remember. Let me see what my last paragraph was. That'll help me. Should, should I attempt it? Yeah, you know what? Go ahead. If you remember. Okay. <laughs> so part three covers their then last two murders together no that was kenny alone now i remember what do you mean you said eight of ten was in part part two part two was eight of their ten murders together and then part three we covered their other yeah you're right you're right sorry their other two murders you're absolutely correct i was looking at the last sentence here and jumping ahead yeah yeah and then they had and then they cooled off yes because you know the police are kind of yeah and it's smart to take a cooling off period (laughs) yeah yeah and uh and they had interviewed kenny three times in thrice thrice (laughs) in part three on separate completely separate things no one making connections we met uh jan yes sims she comes back Okay. Yep. She comes back. She's badass. If you don't know who she is, listen to part three. Go, she's go fucking awesome. listen to part three just for Jan Sims. We met some man from Germany. Yeah. I'm going to call him Heinz. Okay. Heinz Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> um, they basically solved the case. Yeah. The police aren't listening. So yeah. The these usual. guys are still out here. And then you jumped forward like a year, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah I just had to. And then um, also, so Kenny moves to Washington where mm-hmm. Kelly's living. And then Kenny's like, you know what? My life sucks. So I'm going to just like try to be solo hillside stranglers mm-hmm. plural mm-hmm. and then you know he had murdered two young women and um their car like karen mandick's car was found abandoned in the heavily wooded area and that was the last line i gave you and that they called down from washington right to, yeah oh yeah yeah to california we did mention that yeah and you were like yes. oh we, we have a murder that's similar to the hillside stranglers. there's been a murder there's been a murder <laughs> yeah. yeah so okay that's so here we go ended. Here we go. We're, we're getting into that murder. Because mm-hmm. okay. I didn't cover any of the details of that. No. So at his job as a security worker, he was tasked with the role of checking people's home security systems, installing them, stuff like that. Kenny? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Washington. Okay. He's in Washington now. This is still that time frame. I just gave you like the little teaser basically of like what's about to be happening um he was also obviously stealing stuff from homes like that's a uh, given obviously, obviously. i can just honestly yeah. like honestly i didn't even see that in any research i just was like he's obviously stealing stuff from homes. <laughs> yeah. like that wasn't even in there i just added he can't that. be anywhere without just being a, grabbing shit just being a little turd face yeah. honestly so at this time he's also like cheating on kelly and just being his usual like crap self so around christmas time of 1978 kelly's like okay just get the fuck out like you suck we're done 
again because you're so chaotic and untrustworthy. And, oh, yeah, I remember that time you punched me in the face. You're the worst. Yeah. So, unfortunately, she did give him one more chance and they just kept kind of trying to, like, work through it. But he was just miserable. Like, he's in, like, an awful relationship. So, in his mind, he's like, this relationship's awful. Not really even realizing it's awful because of him. Kelly sounds like yeah. a fucking peach. So, like, yeah. honestly. <laughs> she sounds he, like. <laughs> he's just the worst. He's the worst. Like, none of this is Kelly's fault. If you're listening to this and thinking Kelly's at all to blame, she's a cool person. Yeah. She's good in our books. So, fuck Kenny. So, anyways. He's just miserable in Washington. He misses his killing buddy, Angelo. His relationship sucks. He's always getting in trouble at work, and he's just, like, no longer the king he thought he was in L.A. Mm -hmm. So this is when he's like, all right, I'm just going to fuck up Washington. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm fucking shit up here. So he's he's going rogue. He's going solo. So now he's thinking, I have, like, the actual perfect plan in place to start murdering again because I have access to all of these, like, empty vacation homes and just, like, regular homes in general where I know when, like, all of the owners are away, like, what their security systems are, how to access their homes. Like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm in a role of security here. Like, he's finally got that role of power. Like, he's been trying to be a cop for so long that this is basically the next best thing. Actually, arguably a better thing for him because he's thinking he's just got access to all these, like, houses and stuff. Yeah. So on January 9th of 1979, this would be, like, almost a whole – yeah, almost exactly a whole year after – yeah a whole year after their last victim together which was cindy hudspeth in 1978 yeah. of february so literally like a year later he called a girl that he had worked with at his first small job when he got to washington which was a hardware store this girl's name was karen mandick and he was like, I really need your help house sitting um, this like vacation home that I'm in charge of um, while we wait for the security system to be installed. But it's not going to be installed until tomorrow. So it's just like vacant and it like really needs to be watched. I'll pay you $100 an hour to house sit. Holy shit. Yeah. So she's like, oh, hell yeah. That's a lot of money. Like That's a lot th of money even now, now, let alone back then. Back then. And I'm imagining like, okay, yeah. So he, she's supposed to arrive at night, like maybe leaves at like, let's say 8 a.m. in the morning. Like that's a fucking good chunk of change mm -hmm. like that's a good i i jump at that opportunity absolutely people are gonna start calling me be like do you want to house it for a hundred dollars an hour and then i'm something bad is gonna happen <laughs> and or i'll be saying just yes be some lovely rich people that are like hey you want to house it and yeah. we'll be like people yes. do that people i know i know i'm in we will house it in your house for money and also record episodes in it so just any anybody yeah. hit us up i've, I've house sat before just yeah. i'm just gonna eat all your chips well, yeah, I think that's the very least they yeah. could do is supply no, you with chips. She told me that. She opened their, like, cupboard, and then there was, like, 8,000 bags of chips there. And I was like, <gasps> aren't rich people the best? <laughs> and she was like, here, like, I have it, whatever you want. And then she took me out to the garage and showed me their bar fridge. And oh. I was like, have whatever you want. And it was just, like, filled with beer and wine. So did she come home and you were just, like, passed out on the floor, covered in, like, <laughs> chips, all of it, chip, vomit, and wine? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're never asking Haley to host it again. No, I just... was so timid about it. I was like, I think I had, like, a beer. I'd, I'd also feel wrong. Yeah, I, was I like, would. I'm not I really would. Booze, but <laughs> like, like, this is so awkward. But Even I ate chips, a lot of chips. Like, oh, shit. Okay. I ate chips. Oh, good for you, honestly. Yeah. It didn't make a dent. They had so many bags. Well, then why didn't you eat more? <laughs> no, why didn't you take some bags? I'd be like, oh, I'm going grocery shopping in the cupboard. <laughs> my belly hurt. Why didn't you invite me over? Where was I for this? I don't know, man. Now I'm actually like insulted now. <laughs> <laughs> You're just telling me this now until like 20 <laughs> yeah, years of friendship. Yeah, it was like eight years ago, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm never going to forget this. <laughs> this is going in my book. Yeah. <laughs> this is my origin story. <laughs> you not inviting me to sit with you. Okay. So $100 an hour. She's like, I'm in. But she was like, well, I don't really want to do this alone. So like, I'm going to invite my my roommate, Diane Wilder, to join me. And Diane was happy to help. Like, they're roommates. Well, yeah. I would do the same thing. If someone was offering me $100 an hour, I'd be like, yo, do you want to split it? And then we yeah. just like, hang out all night. Oh, I wouldn't offer to split it. That's a different thing. I would offer the chips. <laughs> I'd be like, enough. oh, they're only paying me in chips. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, unfortunately, he had prepped the entire basement with, like, the same types of cords and stuff that Angelo would usually supply for them for their strangulation and just basically every tool possible that they normally used as a pair together he had set everything up in the basement was like this is going to be perfect my plan is going to work i will finally prove to angelo that i am not the fuck up and that i don't need him and that i don't need him and then yeah. i can do this on my own because remember i'm god i am the good one mm -hmm. i am everything because that's what kenny thinks 
So he's got everything prepped and ready. It's nighttime. He meets Karen and Diane at the house outside. And he's like, okay, Karen, why don't you come inside with me? Help scope out the place because like all the lights and stuff are off. And Diane, you wait here. There's no lights outside or inside. So it's like safer if you just like keep a watch from outside. We'll get everything prepped inside. That way, like you guys are just like ready to go and it's like safe for you guys overnight and I'll head out of here. She's like, okay, cool. Like didn't really think too much of it. So she just like waited outside to make sure like no intruders came kind of thing. So he brings Karen inside and right away is like, well, let's check out the basement first. Immediately brings her down to the basement. And the second she's down there, he instantly attacks her. Like no time was wasted. Yeah. Yeah. He, the only sort of smart thing here that he does do is obviously he did this separately so that he wouldn't get teamed up on. Yeah. Yeah. Which unfortunately is kind of smart of him, but don't worry. He does other stupid shit. Okay. So while attacking her, he like instantly grabbed one of the cords that he had prepped and laid out ready and strangled her. And this time he had tied the cord so tight that he actually cut through neck skin, Oh God. which is like it's that's like kind of hard to do. It's like, really, yeah, it's really tight. Like usually it'll like bruise and leave like extreme like indentations. But like he he cut through this time, like so rough. Um, So once he had finished with Karen, he went upstairs to get Diane. So he brings her in. He gets her inside, and this time he literally just tosses her down the stairs. Wow. So, like, I'm assuming she fell likely a full flight of stairs all the way down. Yeah. Which is just, like, oh, my God, brutal. Falling down the stairs, like, especially when you're being, like, pushed down. Like, I can't imagine that's, yeah. like, a fun travel. Like, no. no. You'd probably be pretty hurt by it. Yeah. And then he strangled her immediately as well. He later confesses that he did, and evidence proves this, that he did rape both of them. What no one is certain of, because he also, like, we'll talk about it a little bit. He flops back and forth about a lot of, like, details. He's relatively consistent with details, like, with big ones, but smaller ones where it's just like, okay, which one is it? Mm -hmm. But what we don't know is this was, if this was happening before the strangulation or if it was post-mortem. Yeah. Because that's a whole other can of worms if now he's also a necrophile. Yeah. Like, a full-blown other can of worms. So he then threw both of their bodies in the trunk of Karen's car, drove out to this cul-de-sac that was like near like a neighborhood school and like just drove it off a little into that like bushy forested part there where it was just abandoned. The next day, he shows up to his security worker job and is instantly arrested on the spot. Oh. Yeah. Arrested on the spot for the double homicide <gasps> of Karen and Diane. The girls he literally just finished disposing of overnight. Oh, buddy. The police investigating the murders were able to trace it back to Kenny because Karen, before going to the house, gave a full detail of where her and Diane would be overnight. We'll call you at this time. Address, details, Kenny's name and info to her boyfriend. Oh. Kenny didn't know she had a boyfriend and just kind of didn't didn't think because kenny's dumb dumb remember <laughs> well yeah like you didn't think that someone was gonna tell like that this person was gonna tell literally anybody, anybody. hey i'm house hey mom i'm sitting yeah yeah at this place even if she didn't say his name like, it would still it would still get traced back like yeah. but no she gave full details like she told her boyfriend like well i even think about that like if you and me were going to house it somewhere not only would you tell luke i'd also tell drew of course and i would even be like I'll check in at this time. Like, even when I went on my, like, knit trip, I was just like, if you don't hear from me around, like, this time each day, like, assume something's happened to us. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am dead. We're all dead. (laughs) But, no, yeah, it's just, it's just smart to To do. How did you say Kenny knew her again? Did they work together? Yeah, they had met at Kenny's, like, first small odd job when he got to Washington, which was at a hardware store. Right, right, It didn't last long, but he obviously, like, So it's like she actually, yeah, knows, knows the person. So it's like, oh, Kenny that I used to work with. Yeah. Now works at a security company. He asked me to do that. So it's like, yeah. I it mean, wouldn't be weird. Like, that would be what I would say. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, my buddy Kenny. Like, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't, like, when you do think about it in hindsight, because, like, again, we always talk about this. Thankfully, we personally don't know people that would be like, what the fuck? You know? But, like, there are people out there that will be like, well, like, that's weird. Why would this girl go and house sit for someone she hasn't talked to in a little while? It's like, it's not really that weird. No, it's not that It really weird isn't that weird at all. They were, they were co-workers. They were co-workers. They likely could have been friends. Like, yep. there isn't really any details that, like, carried on their relationship after their, like, first encounter at the work, uh, the, at the hardware store. But it's like, 
they were very well could have been like buddies and like maybe yeah cell phones weren't like the thing but like pretend oh. cell phones were a thing back then they probably would have sent memes to each other on and off or like texted each other so it's just like and that also, relationship like, could have been there just no better way to entice people than with money yeah like that's like what clifford olsen did right with all those kids yes he's like here I'll, I'll hire you for a job i'll pay you money exactly pay you like a ton of money like yeah. what he was offering them they were like oh my god i can like go home and like feed my family and stuff oh like, yeah little kids that are like i'll give this money to my parents because we're poor yeah you know and i don't know her situation but any person anybody who's not like paris hilton rich yeah would be like a hundred dollars an hour to just I like sit in a house paris hilton by the way that's interesting I don't know. I'm just she thinking of someone who just grew up with money. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, interesting. Okay. Like that just doesn't know what it's doesn't like to be poor. It, yeah. yeah. Or to like true. budget anything <laughs> yeah, ever. ever. Oh. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> like, <laughs> but even that, I know feel what like, money is. I feel like even if I was like super rich, I'd still be like, I don't know. <laughs> but it's because we didn't grow I know, up that I know. way, right? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, yeah. He shows up and they're like, yeah, buddy, we got you. We Fuck fucking yeah. got you. And this is where it starts to get a little fun. This episode likely won't be the longest, guys, just giving you a heads up. Because, like, although there's a lot of information, I'm not going to go into, like, such extreme detail that, like, I bore you to death with, like, the ins and outs. Because there's, like, a lot of back and forth, a lot of, like, oh, he said, she said type yeah. thing going yeah. forward. So I will list in the show notes as well as like on our Instagram, like the documentaries I've watched and the books I've read. So if you'd like going forward from this point out, you can go and fill in some of my gaps from there if you'd like. Just just saying that now, but it does get fun. Now that he's like caught, you know, now we can really fucking punch him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so once they had identified like Kenny as a suspect in the murders, they started to search his home. They're like, okay, we're going to go fucking check him out. We got him in holding like... Let's go search. Do you know at this point, is he still living with Kelly or is he like completely on his own? I think he's on his own, okay. but I, I don't know. Okay. No worries. I Just, don't know. Because yeah. I, I know like Kelly like was like, get the fuck out. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you a chance. Like you so, don't know if it's like, yeah. he's still kind of there. I kind of have this feeling they weren't living together with how often she ate like told him to fuck off yeah that it was probably, probably like they probably just like spent a lot of time at each other's yeah. apartments so mm-hmm. and also like too like the the baby's like a couple months old really like mm-hmm. she's probably just like honestly minding her own business at this rate probably being a fantastic mother and regretting ever even meeting kenny like yeah. like this guy so what the search produces is jewelry that matches the descriptions that of jewelry items that were worn by kimberly martin Mm-hmm. and Yolanda Washington. Ooh. So basically their first and one of their last victims. Yep. So they're like, okay, okay. So yeah, he's a hillside strangler. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that's do pretty, that, that'll, that'll do donkey. Do. That'll, that'll do, do donkey. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the Bellingham, repli- uh, Bellingham, it's not, it's Bellingham, sorry. Police realized these connections to the Hillside Strangling, so they did call LAPD, talk to Frank Salerno, gave him the name of the guy they have in custody. They're like, oh, it's it's Kenny Bianchi. And Salerno's like, what the fuck? He's like, we have talked to this guy three fucking times. Like, mm-hmm. and he's pissed because he's like, yeah. my team over here, Chucklehead one and Chucklehead two. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, yeah. So he's like, yeah, we've talked to this guy three times. He's our guy. Yeah. And he's certain at this point. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's at least one of our guys. Like, yeah. that's for sure. At first, Kenny denies everything. Like, at first, he's like, no, you're all wrong. Just, like, kind of puts up a wall. Doesn't really give any information, but just denies it. So they're like, okay, let's go talk to Kelly. Mm. So they do that. And Kelly's like, they're asking her, like, who, not who would his accomplice be, but, like, who did he hang out with back in L.A.? Yeah trying to get like some kind of a lead of like who's the other half because they know there's two yep they do know that and she's like well literally the only friend that he had like that's it that actually like hung out with him consistently and possible accomplice would be angelo of course and gave angelo's full details so she gives them angelo's address which was obviously at like the complete center of all of the locations of abductions and dump sites so salerno immediately ordered like an immediate police date detail on angelo since they couldn't actually arrest him yet mm-hmm. so he's like we can just watch him we can just be in his face and be part of his presence constantly mm-hmm. but we can't arrest him yet because they technically don't have anything other than kelly's word yeah because at this point kenny hadn't actually flipped on angelo no no 
and he kind of flips back and forth going forward. So we'll we'll get there. But yes, yeah, so they can't arrest him. But they did release a photo of Kenny to the media, naming him as the prime suspect in custody oh. for the hillside stranglings. Okay. Guess who sees this picture? I'm assuming Angelo. Take one more guess. Someone we love. Oh, Jan. Jan Sims. <gasps> Jan Sims. Jan motherfucking Sims. She calls in and she's like, that's the guy. She's yeah. like, that's the person I saw. I can now, like, tell you concretely that I saw them trying to fucking take a girl on the street. Yeah. So they're like, okay. So they do take her seriously. Oh, yeah. About fucking time. I know. <laughs> and it's, now that, now it's now even that more. She can, now that they have one and she can help them find the second one. Yes. Yeah. So she does, like, give all the information. And they are, like, they did kind of take her input of, like, where his car was parked near his house. And they were like, yeah. oh, we're watching his area. Like, and we she's do she's, like, we an do eyewitness know. saying, like, I saw them in this car. Angelo owns that car. Saw that See car him. at that house. Like Exactly. She's, fucking, yeah. she's I know. a star witness. She really is. Yeah. She really fucking nailed it. And she was just driving on the street, probably going to get groceries or something. I know. I know. Right? She didn't know she was going to be a warrior that day. Yeah. So I very, very, very briefly in part one mentioned the two young girls named Sabra and Becky who had escaped Kenny and Angelo. I, it was like a sentence, very mm -hmm. quick. But um, they were being held by Kenny and Angelo essentially as like their own personal sex workers as well they as were, pimping them out. When they were going to try and be pimps. Yes. Yeah. 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 So there was a person. I, I kind of want to do like a really short mini bonus episode at some point about that little because mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting. It just this would have been like a five or six parter if I like yeah. went into everything. But there was a man named David Woods who helped Sabra and Becky escape like very sneakily. Like mm -hmm. David actually, I think at one point, like almost got killed for like what he had done. Like, yeah, it was really risky of him to do this. But, like, he knew everything that Kenny and Angelo had done to these girls as well as, like, pimping them out and just, like, all of the horrifying torture they went through. Because, like, they did go through quite a bit. Um, but he also called in after seeing the photo release and was like, yeah, okay, I know these guys. Let me tell you. And, like, dumped everything. Mm -hmm. Like, these are the girls' names. I don't know if they'll come forward as, like, witnesses or not. But, like, you might be able to get something out of them. Here mm -hmm. are their names. This is where they are now. Like, I've helped them escape. Yeah. So, so they pulled Becky and Sabra back and interviewed them and they spilled the fucking beans, mm -hmm. spilled the beans. Like they were like, this is what they did to us. Like, this is what was going on at the time. So like, that's more so for them basically just like doing illegal sex work, like Kenny and Angelo. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they're at least nailing them for like that Something. right now. Some yeah. kind of torture with mm -hmm. like underage girls. Cause like, again, they were young, like, yeah, yeah. So at this point, he's Kenny. I keep saying he's, but I should know it. I should put names in here. I should really do that sometimes. That's okay. Kenny's being held in Washington. At this time, they had the death penalty. Mm. So they're like, okay, we can offer you a plea deal on your two current homicide charges if you spill the beans on the hillside stranglings. We can work something out so that you don't get the death penalty. Mm-hmm. They did just keep casually interviewing Angelo here and there, and he wouldn't budge. Like, he gave no information. Like, they would mm -hmm. just, like, they were really in his face. Yeah. While okay. they were trying to get information out of Kenny at the same time. Like, they would just go up and be like, okay, do you want to talk? And then he would just kind of be like, nope. Like, he gave nothing. Like, mm -hmm. he was, like, proper with them, but just gave nothing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, at one point, Grogan goes into, like question him again at his house comes inside and literally threw angelo up against a wall like by his collar like screaming in his face like what you would see in a movie mm -hmm. literally like i know what you did and like listed off all of his victims what he did to the victims like not in like extreme detail hold back evidence but like he was just like i know what you fucking did to all these girls like screaming screaming at him and i guess like according to like the other like officers that were there like Angelo actually like looked fearful for the first time. Yeah. Um, Grogan does admit, like in all of the readings, that like he probably shouldn't have done that. But like yeah. he was like, we were at a point where we were just like, we fucking needed to get him to talk. Like Yeah, I think it would it would be so frustrating at that point where you're like, I know it's you. I've I been know it. I've been on this task force for what, like a year and a half mm -hmm. now? Like, and we 
have like been, we have and you. we've been investigating these heinous crimes yeah like um where these victims went through terrible terrible shit mm-hmm. and the guy is standing right in front of you like i'd want to rip his head off too oh yeah i i probably wouldn't have even waited that long no i would have I... killed him <laughs> like i think we both know i would have just done it <laughs> so but yeah like so he looked fearful so at this point like in that like altercation they were like you know what fuck it let's just arrest him and bring him in we're going to read him his rights and bring him in. Like the, the worst that happens is we have him in holding for 24 hours and we can just question him in, a, in like an interrogation room. So they start reading him his rights. And he's like, no, nah, I don't need a lawyer. I'll talk. He doesn't talk that much at all. He's like all like acts all cocky like, oh, yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk. So like they bring him in and he just. I don't know. He still technically de- denied everything, but he'd like admit to being in certain areas like with Kenny But then would kind of just point the finger at Kenny Mm -hmm. and was like, well, I believe that Kenny could have acted like behind my back almost like independently. Like, oh, yes, I did go to the Tamaranda apartments, but like, I don't know what Kenny did after I left. Like Mm -hmm. stuff like that where it was like he was technically talking. He was giving information, but it was just like not the information they needed from him. So now they have to go back to Kenny. Kenny, what is happening with him is they started to set up a doctor's appointment, well, multiple of them, to basically get a psych evaluation because he started behaving a little differently. Okay. So during his, like, first initial psych evaluations, he goes on to be interviewed by Dr. Donald T. Lund. And this this is because he starts displaying or acting as though he has the diagnosis of what was at the time called multiple personality disorder. Okay. Which is now called DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. And he's claiming that his alter ego is Steve. Steve is super aggressive and he does all the violent stuff. He's the killer. It's Steve. Mm -hmm. Steve will tell you whatever you want to hear. Yeah. Kenny's just the soft-spoken sweetheart. You can watch all of these interactions on the documentary i watched on discovery plus trying to remember the name i can't right now but i will put it in the show notes it's like wildly entertaining oh okay because he's so frustrating to watch Mm -hmm. like my in my opinion he's a horrible actor and i think that's what's so hilarious for me is Mm -hmm. like it's just it's so quite obviously fake and i didn't put it in my notes but i this is like i maybe we'll talk about it in a few minutes. Let me see where we should talk about it at. Maybe we'll talk about it now. Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah, I have this thing with with doing a psych evaluation and letting the offender know that they're being psychologically evaluated. I have a thing where I think but that... But isn't that kind of like an ethical thing that you'd have yeah, to let them know. Yes, you're totally right. It definitely is. You sh- you should let them know. That's pro- that's the correct way to go. But then you end up with fuckwads like this mm-hmm. who try to manipulate the situation. So no matter what way, I feel like okay, if I even sat down with you today, pretend I'm the psychotherapist or psychologist and I'm like, I'm going to do your psych evaluation today. No matter what, no matter what kind of person you are, you're going to behave at least 10% differently than you normally do. Yes. You're going to be so aware of your oh, behavior. Oh, I, I agree with you. I just think the people doing those psych evaluations should be aware of that and taking that into account. Which yeah, I none of these doctors do. They So they just diagnose him with multiple personality uh-huh. disorder? Really? Uh, one, actually, I'm going to get to it in a second. I don't have his name, but he literally diagnosed him as, like, legally insane. Which is infuriating. Yeah. And that's what I mean, is that if you're going to be doing this with, like, violent offenders, then... You can't just be taking everything at their word. Like, you can't. No. Like, the way people did with Ed Kemper and stuff, too, right? Where it's like, you just... You can't... That That's my thing, is like, you believe to, them too much, almost. They've lied their entire lives. Yeah. So you think they're not going to lie to you? And just because they do give you, like, 50% of the truth, what what is telling you that all of it is the truth? Like, Yeah. I think everything they say needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. So I don't know some of these doctors that like that's why I'm saying watch the documentary because like some of them like really play into it where I'm thinking like okay maybe they are like doing it to humor him and get more information. Absolutely. There are a few that were like it seemed a little bit more like they were just doing it to get information. But well I feel like that happened with Ted Bundy not like the multiple personality thing but like uh, where they were like well hypothetically 
if you oh, were yeah. going to kill these mm-hmm. this person, how would you have done it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, if I was a killer. Yeah. And then, like, they go, they humor him that way, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, to get more information, like, yeah. that made sense. Yeah. Because they're just like, we're going to play along, Ted. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Steve, Steve gives up everything. But they still couldn't really arrest Angelo, though, because they need more proof. And also, at this moment, they are going heavily on the fact that Steve is a real alter ego and it's a story. So they're like, we can't really arrest Kenny because it wasn't Kenny who did it. It was Steve. Okay, no. Yes. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm fucking furious. Both personalities are in the same body. You Uh, need to imprison that body. Yep. Yeah, so they, they, they do that. <laughs> it's just like, you guys. <laughs> like, they don't let him go, do no, they? No, 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 no. Thank oh, fucking thank God. Fuck. No, he's still okay. in holding this whole time. He's not out. Don't worry. Okay, But okay. it's just like, it's so infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, how did a whole group full of like, what are supposed to be very intellectual, intellectual people, people were like, no, yeah, that's Steve. <laughs> like, and God. like, and the thing is, is like, I feel like I'm really not doing justice to just exactly how poor his acting was. Yeah, I know. I'm got, like, I got to watch this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because how how they do it is is essentially to talk to an alter ego. They have to do like clinical hypnosis where they put Kenny under hypnosis yeah. and interview Steve during Kenny's hypnosis. And it is just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's laughable. It, you know what? It is exactly what you're imagining it to be. Probably. If you're like at all sitting there thinking like it probably went a little like this. You're right. You're, you're, what you're picturing is already right. It's bad. It's And obviously he makes like a lot of fucked up mistakes. Like they tried to do essentially what's I think called like a, a double hypnosis where they're like talking to talking to Steve but trying to pull out like a different alter ego. And then what they did was they were like he was talking to a vision of I think an old friend or something. I can't remember the name of this person. And so he's talking to essentially nothing, like an empty couch, mm-hmm. right? And he's having a full conversation. So then what they did was to try and trick Steve in this moment to see if he was like lying or not. Because like for some reason they had to really double check to see if he was lying or not. Like obviously he's fucking lying. They bring in the real person. Okay. And he's like, how can you be in two places? And like freaking out, like, but how are, if you're there, how are you here? And then the one good doctor out of this, I should have wrote his name down. I didn't because I suck at taking notes. But he was just like, if someone was truly not only having like an actual episode, but under hypnosis, seeing the same person twice wouldn't affect you. Yeah. It would be like a normal thing Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't have that like break. It would just be like. Okay, I'm talking to Haley here in one direction, and then I turn over this way, and Haley just happens to also be there. Like, it would yeah. just be, like, a smooth transition for yeah. the person experiencing the double hypnosis. And it's it's laughable. Again, yeah. please watch it. Like I will. I will. You're, you're going to laugh. It's I, funny. I, I, yeah. It sounds like a, it's like a, a good comedy. Time. It's a good time. Um, so one doctor does literally claim that he is legally insane. And believes every little bit of his shenanigans. And it's just like, that's the part where I'm just like, I'm going to fucking jump off the roof. Like, I can't hear this <laughs> shit. Like, how did you get, like, your PhD and your doctor? Yeah. Like, it's just how, how, where'd you get your medical license from? I need to speak to them. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them. So they do keep watching over and over again the confessional footage of Steve, which is like what you see in this documentary as well, giving all the details to everything. So at one point they ask Steve... What's your last name? Because they're trying to see, is there any actual, like, real Steve? Mm -hmm. Because, like, another really stupid thing for someone who doesn't have multiple multiple personality disorder or DID, they would make up a name. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a real person based on their life. It might be derived from a real person, Mm -hmm. but it's just, like, anyways. So he very, very quietly mumbles, Walker. Okay. So remember the whole psychiatrist scam that Kenny ran? Well, originally how he got the fake certificates was by putting out an ad saying that he was looking for like a psychologist or a psychiatrist to come join his team. 
and work yeah. for him. Like I've got office space. Come work with me. A real Steve Walker applied. So when Steve Walker applied, he was like, okay, perfect. I just need your credentials sent to me. But I also would like it if you could send me one blank one because I have a professional calligrapher that's going to write your name on it, like matching the font of like everybody else in the office, which sounds kind of real. It's like not a bad way to get someone to do it. If they're going to fall for it, then yeah. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately. Yeah. So the real Steve Walker is also in this documentary and he's even like, no, no. Like, yeah. Wow. He's like, I didn't realize that like. I don't know, however many years after this, I was going to be called back because I, I didn't even really realize like a mm -hmm. scam was happening using my name kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah, he takes Steve Walker's like credentials and plasters Kenny Bianchi all over them. And they kind of like match the like stamp on them and everything. Yeah. So um, they looked into Steve Walker and like literally just kind of caught him through that too they were like okay he's fucking faking it like now we know for sure this is like a fucking ruse glad you finally fucking figured it out yeah so and like steve's even like very interesting to watch in the documentary too because he's he talks about it so yeah they're basically just like you're full of shit so they did continue to offer him a plea deal of admitting to the washington murders as well as some of the la murders you might not get the death penalty but you need to give up angelo so he confirmed that because right now they don't have concrete evidence to tie Angelo specifically to any of the murders. So what Kenny does is he starts revealing the details that weren't released to the media, the holdback evidence. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, fuck, yes. He confirms that the like fluff that was found on the eyelashes of some of the victims was in fact car upholstery stuffing from Angelo's business. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we know exactly what that is now. Like now we can mm -hmm. really place this like he now he's just a, an acquaintance no matter what, like yeah. or an accomplice, sorry. Like now he's involved for sure. Yeah. Like now we've got something to tie him to it. Kenny then revealed other information that uh, essentially points the finger at um, Angelo, like the needle that should still be at Angelo's house. I don't think that like he was thinking it hadn't been disposed of mm -hmm. that had been used to inject Windex. As well as fully described the gas pipe from Angelo's home that was used to be pressed up against Christina Weckler's neck. He mm -hmm. described what the shape would look like on the back of her neck yeah. and said, we both did this in Angelo's kitchen. Go check out his kitchen. Yeah. And it, it worked. They were like, we, we pretty much got him. Angelo still at this point wasn't really admitting to anything he was kind of still just like i'm gonna put up a wall for as long as i possibly can like yeah. he didn't really roll over as quickly as kenny did but yeah so june of 19 at 80 he's still in like holding like everything's going on trials like about to be happening it's just like chaos kenny gets a letter from 23 year old veronica compton a writer so she claims she tells Kenny she's writing a story about a serial killer and really wanted his help, like, narrowing down, like, character information, like, suggestions, all this stuff. Like, I just want your input. Like, mm -hmm. help me write my book kind of yeah. thing. Um, he was obviously like, oh, fuck yeah, because remember, I'm, like, Superman and I want all of the attention. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that fed his ego. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure he was just, like, over the moon. So they corresponded back and forth quite a bit, even met in person a few times while he was in holding. So, like, they had a good ongoing relationship for a little while. Like, really, she even, like, wrote some, like, really gross, like, love poems to him. It, she's disgusting. So, finally, Veronica's like, well, what about this? I have this brilliant idea. I've always wanted to kill a person. I know all good ideas start with that. Of course. Yeah. Right? Because that's usually where brilliant ideas come from. So, she's like, what if I kill a woman in Bellingham and place your semen at the scene? And this would show that the strangler is still on the loose. Something to know about both Angelo and Kenny is that they're both what's called non-secretors. Yeah. Okay. Um, that just means that they're essentially shooting blanks, right? Is that what that means? No, no, no. That's a blood type thing. Like, oh, sorry. It's like a DNA thing. Okay. So it has to do... It, I believe it has to do with your blood. I don't think it actually has to do with your semen, but I think that okay. from testing semen, they might be able to determine if you're a non-secretor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I don't know why I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. It has to do with blood more so. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just always thought it was. Yeah. Because it just seems like it sounds. <laughs> They're not secreting anything. So. You know what? I can make that connection too, yeah. Maggie. Yeah. So I'm, I'm allowed to have that one, everybody. <laughs> so 
they're both like that. And I guess it, it affects only like something like 20% of the population. Yeah, I think it's like kind of somewhat rare. Yeah. yeah. So they both have that. So by placing Kenny's sperm at a scene of a crime mm-hmm. would basically point the finger at Angelo because he's also an on-screener. Right. Okay. Yeah, I understand. And they have like some kind of evidence from like probably bodies and stuff and autopsies that show that like it was like a semen from a Mm non-screeter so it would be angelo who's out still on the loose doing these killings and whatnot because they haven't actually fully been able to like get them yet like they they've got them but they can't like charge them you know yeah they haven't done that yet so during one of the visits he i this is so funny to me that i made this spelling error that i'm looking at now i tried to write jizzed (laughs) (laughs) And it autocorrected to jazzed. <laughs> he got so jazzed. He, he, during a visit, jazzed into a rubber glove <laughs> and hid it in a poetry book and gave it to her as a gift. So she so took they, it. Because they don't check those things, They don't I check guess? for jazz. No, they really don't. <laughs> they don't check for jazz. <laughs> yeah. So September 16th of 1980, she goes into a bar and grill, high off her ass on cocaine because apparently like – she needed to like build up the nerve to do what she was about to do she posed as a pregnant lady wearing a wig too asked some young girl in the barn grill to like help her for her help or ask her for help she was like lost or whatever ruse she was using and i it kind of sounds like it was one of those barn grills that has like a motel attached to it okay yeah um so this girl was like okay let me help you like let's go back to your room like we'll make some phone calls let me help you like girl to girl like you're pregnant you're lost like yeah something's not okay like kind of just preying on her kindness really at this point yeah so they go in there the girl sits down to start trying to like make some phone calls and veronica comes out from the bathroom and like tries to strangle her right away but the girl fought like hell and escaped okay good she notified the police but then veronica also calls the police and tried to be like i'm the hillside strangler (laughs) what what, how (laughs) I don't know how like and one why. Of those voice changers. I don't know like, what she oh, did to her voice, but she did that and was like, tried to make it sound like I just attacked somebody. Yeah, knowing probably that this girl was going to go and like report it and make it sound like, oh, that was the hillside strangler, <laughs> this pregnant lady. It's not a good plan. I know you're confused. <laughs> I'm just no, no, as no, confused. I'm like she's dressed as a pregnant woman. Like it's, it's chaos. It is chaos for sure. <laughs> There's actually so much on her, but like, again, it would be like a five or six parter. I want to do a solo episode on her because she apparently at one point in her life slash career, if you will, involved herself with another serial killer. Oh. And I don't know which ones because I was like, I got to focus on this. Otherwise, yeah, if I get yeah, sidetracked. You're going to go down that rabbit and hole. And I didn't yeah. have time to go down that rabbit And then all of a sudden we're talking about someone else. Somebody but, else. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do a whole separate episode because she's... Keep in mind, she's 23. Like, yeah, that's so young yeah. to be like already involved with two serial killers and being like, I'm the hillside strangler. Like, you're, but you're not, though. Jeez. Yeah. So questioning keeps going back and forth and they are starting to like, I don't know, nail Kenny to the wall a little bit more. Like they've got like their shit happening. So what happens with veronica is she's like almost immediately arrested and convicted for attacking this woman yeah. and also like conspiring to murder well yeah she was trying to, she was going to kill her she was going to kill her yeah. and literally like frame it to look like somebody else so like it, it that's a why whole the, yeah a bag of crimes there yes yeah. <laughs> yes so now we're at the trial and it's like going a little bit back and forth like this went on from i think it was like july of 1981 until about november of 1981 that this is like really like ongoing for so it was like a several months thing so kenny tried to like convince the court um that his testimony was like unreliable essentially he tries to say that he might have faked multiple personality disorder, but he actually could not be sure if he was telling the truth when he stated that earlier, mainly because of what was going on in his head. He was trying to act super, like, insane, mm-hmm. like how the one doctor yeah. said he was. Now he doesn't even think that he committed any of the murders either. Of course. So they're just like, okay, 
So the prosecutor had filed a petition to dismiss the case against um, Angelo due to like Kenny's like irrationality and conflicting testimony. So they're trying to get Angelo off the hook because they're like, well, Kenny's just so fucking wild. We can just nail Kenny solo, which makes zero sense to me. Yeah. So Judge Ronald George demisses that petition is like, no, they're fucking both fucked. They're they're literally both of them are just this. We're doing this for both, not just one. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Um, So then John, sorry, Judge Ronald George delivers his official like ruling after everything. Because I don't want to go too much into the trial because it's more so the whole like hypnosis part that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my judgment was that Bianchi faked both the hypnosis and the multiple personality, and I came to that conclusion based on the circumstantial evidence acquired by the police, the contradictory testimony of Bianchi with regard to his mental status, and the opinions voiced by the psychiatrists who examined him. So Kenneth then, on October 21st, received his sentence, life in prison, with the p- possibility for parole. What? What? Yeah. That's his sentence? Mm-hmm. I think he's still in. There's no way they'd let him out. Oh, no. He's never getting out. I'm so surprised they gave him that possibility, though. Because that means he can apply for parole, like, what, every two years or something? Yeah. I actually don't have any updates on him applying for parole. I know he is married now to somebody in prison. Veronica? No. <laughs> no. Um, he married somebody in 89. I don't want to go too much into her because, I mean, she clearly has hybristophilia. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would think so. You'd have to, yeah. So, he, yeah, he's still he's still in prison. Angelo actually passed away. I just got to get the year that that happened because I don't know why. I just didn't write that down. I just was like, eh, fuck him. He's not important. But he, he died in September of 2002 on the 21st. So he didn't even really serve that that long yeah of his sentence like really was only a couple sentenced years to the same thing yeah yeah no you know what he was served sentenced for do-do-do-do. why did i not write this down like why am i why is this like the most crucial like information and i'm just like not important yeah first degree murder with special circumstances um his penalty was life imprisonment without parole so he didn't get parole I don't know why Kenny did. Kenny did. That seems bizarre. I know. Not that like one unless is the source than the I got other, that from. I'm like they're the hillside stranglers. Yes. Plural. I'm gonna double check like another source right now because like that would be fucked. Yeah. No. Literally everything else just says life imprisonment. So like I think he gets parole. Like I don't think he's ever gonna get out though. No. 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 Because like that's the thing is you still have to like be approved by a parole board. He's to, never gonna to be out. allowed to get out. And like I can't imagine there would be a group of people that would be like yeah 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 this is a good this is a good <laughs> is idea we're gonna let kenny and steve out yeah kenny and steve and <laughs> just yeah yeah I, yeah I, I can't imagine it yeah so but but kenneth is still alive yes he's 71 and he's still serving his sentence and he's still a fart bag uh, he's probably wondering. even stinkier than he was back then yeah let me double check if he's even stinkier than he was back then. Let me check. I'm going to Google, is he still stinky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Is he still is a he shit still bag? Stinky? Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes. But yeah, so that's that. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That's that. That's them hillside stranglers. That's them. That's I, don't li- them. I don't like them. No. No, I didn't like doing this. That's, that's why I was just like, nah, I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Angelo's dead. He can just rot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people yeah. will cheer outside the prison when Kenny dies. We should do that. We should. Do you want to go? Road trip. Road trip. Always wanted to go to California. No, he's in Washington, right? He's or, serving in California. He's serving in California. Yeah. I always wanted to go to California. Let's go. Yeah. We'll fucking throw like our bags of poo at his yeah, window. We'll like Kenny's dead party. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a fun party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's as neatly as I could wrap that one up, even though I feel like the ending was just like, no. Nah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, see, I always do that with endings where I'm like, we're actually done now. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, it feels like there should be way more. No, we're done. You're so used to doing cliffhangers. Yes, I know. Yeah. I think that's the problem is I'm like, well, how do I wrap and it then, up? And then you're like, how do I actually end it? You, you always, you're yeah, really good, good at doing like the end 
like information of like where they are now but me i'm just like well they're dead so i'm not talking about <laughs> well them. they're dead they're dead you know <laughs> no, but, but me i'm just like nah fuck him well maybe kenny's not like making a ruckus like some of the other people we've he really we've isn't covered cases on who are like always just yeah. in the news even in their old age they're just like you know fucking peter demeter and stuff yeah just, like being oh they moved him they did move him that's an update uh that's an update from 20 oh this year it says that he's now serving in Washington State, Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla. So they moved him to Washington this year? Unless that was just like updated this year. But no, I, huh. like originally everything, every everything said. Wow. California. So Interesting. Maybe they're just moving him around being like, Matt, fuck him. Let's just really fuck his we'll shit. Just fuck with him. Because <laughs> that's what I'd do. If I yeah. was like in charge, I'd be like, just keep moving him around. Never let him get comfy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, there was one note that I did want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it real quick before we wrap up. So it's in relation to like the alphabet murders about how he like the whole thing with kids with him is when he's asked information during like the hypnosis about Sonia and Dolly. He gets very like shy and uncomfortable because mm -hmm. he knows it's extra wrong. Yeah. Because they're kids. Yeah, for sure. So there's like part of him that does know through like questioning that if he starts talking about like the kids and like doesn't act like it's weird mm -hmm. that there's a good chance when he gets to prison he's going to get his fucking ass walloped for also being a pedophile. Yeah. So he really tries to brush those ones off in particular. And that's also why he does try to kind of like avoid the whole alphabet murder thing. Yeah. Is because it's like he there's a weird part of him that knows like. That's a whole different level of evil. Yeah. Is like fucking with kids. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that back that like during his questioning, yeah, he does get extra that. like he behaves very differently when like he's questioned about like the the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that yeah. makes sense now that you point that out. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah. they're yeah. the only ones that they would officially be documented as like killing Children. kids. Yeah. And and like sexual crimes yeah. against kids like so he just fought, like figured at least if i pretend like i didn't do those ones i might not get my ass handed to me in prison yeah i'm sure he still did i'm sure i hope i hope when he got the in they were just like in prison yeah. buddy like yes <laughs> some of these criminals i swear it's like you enact the most disgusting yeah levels of torture and and pain yeah onto your victims and then you you're scared you don't, you're scared of getting scared. beat up in the hall like you don't yeah and like you don't think that you that <laughs> that's gonna come back around yeah, right for you right like just fucking yeah grow a pair man honestly <laughs> just fuck off hate like, him so okay. that's that yeah so we're wow, wrapping bravo. that one up i feel like we're i'm probably at least gonna do two bonus spin-offs of this and like you should actually no yeah. i think people would be interested in that there's so much well there's so much case. more i could like, do about the so trial much information yeah yeah but again like i didn't want to make this one another like hour and a half or plus like eh. so it's just i'm gonna do spin-offs for yeah, sure absolutely so on that note we're gonna leave you guys with that Sign up and be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Yeah, you can. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Keep it sleazy. Bye. Bye. Bye.